rise and shine. Rise and shine, chop chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine, it's a beautiful day. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, captain of the USS Apple Pies. <laughs> this week, we're talking all about Star Trek. Today, we move on to the fourth era of Star Trek, the Paramount Plus era. But first, we've got a few stories today in Rise and Shine Nerds News. This is RSNN. Let's talk about AI life coaches. Okay. Uh, Google wants to build an AI to give you life advice. All right. Got relationship problems? <laughs> Thinking about quitting your job? Going through a midlife crisis? Well, don't worry. Google's AI department, DeepMind, is working on a suite of generative AI tools to help dole out life advice, according to the New York Times. Uh, the company has partnered with software firm Scale AI to develop at least 21 bots for things like idea generation, planning, tutoring, and life coaching. Developers have been testing one of the bots by prompting it with Dear Abby-style questions, mm -hmm. including one about a woman who wants to go to her friend's wedding but can't afford it. She's having a destination wedding, and I just can't afford the flight or hotel right now, the prompt read. How do I tell her that I won't be able to come? It doesn't give us the answer Aww. that the AI gave, which what? is kind of a bummer. And I checked several different articles, and none of them have the answer. So I guess they just didn't tell you. But that's what they're, the kind of question they're training it with. So okay. let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. The bots come with a whole host of ethical issues. Uh, in December of 2022, Google's own AI safety team warned that users could experience diminished health and well-being and loss of agency if it took advice from chatbots. These models also have been known to hallucinate facts and display deep-seated bias in their responses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> that'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you about my experience with AI. Uh, when trying to build... Okay, so those of you who have been listening to the radio station or YouTube channel for a while, you'll know that we have LTN Shorts. And one of those shorts is This Week in History. And for the first couple of years, what I would do and what I would do was I would find one interesting thing that happened in this time frame, mm -hmm. pull it out and do like a kind of a full audio article on it mm -hmm. in about three minutes. We have shifted that in the last few months to being a, hey, we're going to hit all the cool things that happened in Nerddom this week in roughly three to four minutes. Give you a little blurb about each of them. Um mm -hmm. And when we started doing this, I'm like, it would be helpful to use ch chat GPT mm -hmm. to, uh, like, pull those dates. Like, hey, can you tell me what movies came out on this date in history? Right. right. And it would be like, I absolutely can. Labyrinth came out on this date. Billy came out on this date. Blah, blah, blah. Give me a whole list of things. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, awesome. And so I'm building all these things, making, you know, doing asking questions about um, movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wrestling storylines, all kinds of things. Tell me all the stuff that happened this day. And it would spit out all these answers. And I'm like, this is dope. Did it for like three weeks thinking this is great. <laughs> Fourth week came and it started giving me ones that I had already seen in the previous weeks. But now telling me it came out this week. I'm like, huh? <laughs> uh, and so I'm like, maybe I should double check these. Because Labyrinth had appeared two weeks prior. And now Labyrinth was here again. Mm-mm. And Labyrinth was the one that caught me. Because I remember that one. That's the distinctive one. Right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I pulled it up. I Googled it separately. I'm like, it didn't come out either of these weeks. <laughs> It doesn't come out for another month, wow. timeline-wise. Wow. And so I went back to the three that we had done prior and checked, and at least half of them were just completely made updates. <laughs> it was just telling me the same things, or saying it was, it was finding an article somewhere online, I'm assuming, with the title of that movie and that date somewhere in the article, and mm. assuming, hey, it came out on this date. Right. And it didn't. Right. Or it might have been pulling it from like another country, like it premiered this date in the UK mm-hmm. or in China or something, but it didn't tell me that in its recap. Right. It said it came out here. And so I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. No. <laughs> so, yeah. but there were some that were just completely wrong. There were no, uh, there was no connection to that date whatsoever <laughs> anywhere that I could find online. And so I had to completely. Like I, I deleted a couple of them. I think I was able to edit one of them and mm-hmm. just to kind of start over the process. But I, that's when I realized that chat, chat DBT will present things as facts that are completely wrong. Right. And so if it can get that wrong mm-hmm. on something that it should know and easily be able to search and find because it's in the past. <laughs> right. Right. How wrong is it going to be on... How you Advice. should interact with your, your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> How long is it going to be before a fight breaks out between a marriage when the husband's like, well, chat GPT told me that you would appreciate this. <laughs> of course, last week we had that story about the AI meal planning thing from right. uh, mm-hmm. Pack and Save mm-hmm. uh, in New Zealand that was telling you to create chlorine gas. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. We need to get further before we get to this point, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Let's mm-hmm. let's work out the kinks with just the basic stuff before mm-hmm. we get there. Before we get all crazy. I um I went to that website, by the way, the Pack and Save website, to see how I, if I could use it. And they have turned off the ability to add things mm-hmm. from your pantry. Instead, it gives you like a long list of things that you can just click on. Yep. I have this, I have this, I have uh-huh. this, which will stop you from getting chlorine gas, but it's still not great. Because the first recipe that it responded, uh, gave to me was cheesy apple lime salmon. Salmon. Okay. <laughs> cheesy apple. Cheesy apple. It was. Salmon. It was. Put a salmon uh, on a on a tray, on a, you know, an oven tray. Mm-hmm. Top it with a slice of cheddar cheese and slices of apples and zest of lime on top of it. And I'm like. There you go. I mean, I know people put cheese on apple pie, but <laughs> not on top of a salmon. 
You're not supposed to mix <laughs> cheese and fish, Yeah, cheese right? and fish isn't really supposed to go together, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, mm. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to go off the deep end. It might just be bad advice, but I'm also thinking it's going to be like, have you tried uh, drinking lots of alcohol and driving? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And like this, oh, someone's like, I've been waiting for someone to say that. I mean, just <laughs> please make sure it's, please make sure it's bug free before we roll that out to everybody. Right, right. Let's talk about smart doors. Okay. Did you ever think you were going to hear those two words together? The world's first smart door comes with a built-in smart lock and video doorbell. So instead of, like, we have those things. We have a smart lock. Right. And, mm-hmm. a, and a video doorbell mm-hmm. that we have added ourselves. But now, much like adding, you know, the internet and TV to a fridge, they are automatically coming with doors now that you can purchase for your home. Okay. Uh, this is from ZDNet. Uh, first shown off at the 2022 CES uh, the Manasite M-Power comes with a built-in ring video doorbell and Yale smart lock, plus motion-activated LED lights and a door sensor, all powered by your home's electrical system, so there's no batteries to replace. An onboard battery backup will keep the door operational for 24 hours in the event of power loss, and both doorbell and lock components can be upgraded over time as technology advances. Uh, if you were hoping for an all-in-one app, however, you'll be disappointed because to use the Doors feature, you have to use the Yale app, the Ring app, and the Empower app. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Just have it all built in. Mm-hmm. And with the ability to upgrade it is a big plus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the lights. <laughs> Our well, lights stink. Yeah, our lights outside. are awful. They do not turn on for you. When you go to the front door. <laughs> Ukulele for Worship says smart doors. So we're circling back to the Star Trek discussion now. <laughs> Did you know? Sorry, this is a completely different fact. One of the series, I want to say it was Enterprise, for the sound that they used to open the door, uh-huh. it was like a Russian toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know what a Russian toilet is compared to a, hum- uh, a human a toilet. Human? To an, a, a, an American toilet. But... Like it was a, sp- a specific kind of toilet. There's like <laughs> the flesh noise. <laughs> anyway, <Wow. laughs> back to the story. Uh, it is made out of, or they have a uh, fiberglass masonite empowered door. What do you think that would run? Like if you were buying that for your house, how much do you think that smart door, the basic level, would cost? Um. Just a, the so the smart door, the basic level smart door with the basic features. Five hundred. Try four thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the basic model. Uh, there are several finishes, designs, glass options that are available. Pricing on the higher end versions reaching seven thousand dollars. By contrast, you can get a decent front door, a ring doorbell, and a Yale smart lock uh, for about. A thousand dollars or less. Okay. So uh, you're paying a lot for it to be all integrated into one yeah. thing, <laughs> but uh, it's still pretty cool. I, I this is the kind of technology advancements that I like. Mm-hmm. These little smart home upgrades. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm cool with that until everything's a smart home, and then it's your smart house, and then it's that movie from the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. fall in love with me <laughs> and kill you. <laughs> I mean, that's how it'll work. <laughs> 
let's see. Let's uh, let's talk about the ban hammer real quick. Twitch will soon let streamers ban users from watching their stream. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Twitch is rolling out an update next month that will finally allow streamers to block banned users from viewing their streams. Currently, Twitch only allows you to ban users from chatting on the stream, but they can still watch it. Mm. Uh, Twitch revealed earlier this week that during its patch note stream, a new setting will be available for streamers in September that will boot people out of the chat and the live stream in real time. And banned users will automatically be blocked from viewing your streams, a long requested feature that streamers have been waiting years for. Um, the Twitch senior project manager, Trevor Fisher said during the meeting at the time being, it won't stop them from viewing your VODs or clips. Uh, but that is something we also want to include as part of the functionality in the future update. So VODs, the, basically it's the video on demand. You can rewatch the stream or watch clips saying it's not keeping you from the entirety of the channel. Mm-hmm. It just won't let them interact or watch live anymore, which is good. Um, Oh, hey. That's because people are Tristan mean. Birch. Tristan Birch did a Google search for me. And Star Trek, it was Star Trek 20, okay, my bad. Star Trek 2009, the sound of the automatic doors opening in the USS Enterprise is a Russian train's toilet flushing. I knew it was a Russian toilet, but I didn't realize it was a train. Thank you so much for that, <laughs> Tristan. <sighs> um, so, frankly, this is a fantastic thing. Um, we haven't had a whole lot of problems with mm-hmm. Twitch, with people coming on, causing issues. But it has happened enough mm-hmm. that it's been a problem. Um, Not you guys on right now. Most You're of the lovely. stuff, well, yeah. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> we love you so much. Most of the time, it's usually just like a like an ad bot or somebody just promoting, hey, come check out this, uh, yeah. uh-huh. without having anything to do with what we're doing. Right. And that's, I don't care if they're not, uh, they're not, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if they're not, um, banned from watching it because they're not there to watch it. They're there to just drop their ad and leave. So the likelihood, but right. um, there have been times where we've had people just hop on and be insulting or mm-hmm. type the N word over and over again or things Jeez. of that nature. And uh, yeah, those are the kind of people that would get invigorated by being blocked from chatting. And so they want to keep watching and learn all about you so they can attack you later when the band mm. runs out or something like that. Mm. Um, there was one there was one wrestling stream. John and I were watching. Uh, oh, yeah. Where a guy come on. <laughs> and obviously, he's from another country because he just either that or he just typed bad. But his English was terrible. It's like, two fat men watch sports show. That's funny. <laughs> and we're like, thank, thank you. <laughs> it's like four-eyed, four-eyed fat men watching sports instead of doing sports. Like, yeah, we're we're not professional wrestlers. <laughs> Are we not allowed to watch professional wrestling if we're not professional wrestlers? <laughs> I don't understand what your problem is <laughs> with us watching a show. Do all football fans have to be able to play football adequately? I don't get it. I don't understand your reasoning here. But like the dude would not leave. Like we tried not to ban him because he wasn't cussing or anything. He just wouldn't leave. He just kept bringing it up. I'm like, okay, well, we're done with this. So sorry. <laughs> like It's just annoying. It's annoying stuff. So it'd yeah. be nice to know that those kind of people aren't still watching, wringing their hands and plotting their revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so good on you, Twitch. Good move. 
We're going to stop it right there and take our first break. But when we come back, Matt and I will share some stuff we've got on our minds. <laughs> share some stuff. Duh. You know, things. <laughs> stuff and things. everyone, I'm Tyranny Albright, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Barbie. Since 1959, Barbie has been a toy staple, easily recognized by millions worldwide. Originally created to show girls that they can be anything they want to be, the dolls are still a top seller for children and collectors alike. Mattel Films' first movie, Barbie, has been well-received and even became the biggest opening weekend in 2023 so far. Starring fan favorites Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, we get to see their life in Barbie land and how it can be affected by the real world, on top of Ken dealing with being, eh, just Ken. Being a little girl in the 90s and having a younger sister in the early 2000s means that we had a lot of Barbie dolls. I was more of a tomboy than my sister, but we often played with the dolls together in her dream house. We had cars, an airplane, tons of accessories, and Barbies who were anything from a veterinarian to a pilot. We even had the controversial pregnant doll, Midge. She was one of my favorites. It was fun seeing all the different Barbies and Kens, and of course, Alan. He's Ken's buddy. The cast was a blast, and any hesitation about Ryan Gosling went out the window immediately. Everyone seemed to just have fun in their roles, which for me can make or break a movie, especially a comedy. This movie is downright hilarious. I laughed the entire time, but it also made me a bit emotional. Barbie is aimed more at adult audiences, but most of the more grown-up jokes should go over the heads of young ones. And some of the jokes land better if you grew up with Barbie or know a bit about her history. But even my husband laughed a lot, and he and his brothers did not play with Barbie growing up. I recognized a ton of references and afterwards spent time telling my husband which sets and dolls I remembered having. Aside from being a great movie, it was a great nostalgia trip and brought back a lot of memories. My sister and I were excited to see the movie, and we were not disappointed. We also went with our mom and dad and my husband and three-year-old son. The men laughed and enjoyed it. My toddler was fairly uninterested, but he is so not a doll kid. He likes trucks and Ninja Turtles. But myself, my mom, and my sister all loved it, especially as women who grew up with Barbie and understood the overall message of the film. The Barbie was created as a reminder that you can be anything and anyone that you want to be, especially if you're a woman. If you love Barbie, you should check out the Barbie movie because, simply put, it is for you. No matter who you are, your gender, your identity, Barbie was made for people who enjoy and understand Barbie. And it is a really good time. That's all for this review. Once again, I'm Tyranny Albright. For more movie chat with me, join the Love Thy Nerd Discord server and follow me on Twitch under Silver Soul Streams. And remember, just like Barbie, you can be anything you want to be. and shine nerds ltn's official morning show here on youtube and ltn radio our morning show is a mix of nerdy news ltn commentary some goofy banter a focused topic each week but the four new episodes a week uh you know they they can pile up if you get behind (laughs) one day 
It's a lot. It's a lot to catch up on. So we know that. We know you can't catch it all all the time. That's why we have our Friday show, Rise and Shine Weekly, which is a collection of just the main focus topic content. You can catch it on YouTube or on your favorite podcast app or Friday mornings on LTN Radio. Now it is the time of the week where Deidre and I bring up something that's been on our chest that likely has little or nothing to do with anything else we've talked about this week. Mm-hmm. Deidre, mm-hmm. you're up first. All right. So... Um, I want to talk about how the world does not accommodate me in a world that is so accommodating of everybody. Where are you with accommodating left-handers? Oh, I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. We had, I think this month was like left-handers holiday or something. Left-handers appreciation day. There were no parades. <laughs> <laughs> You were going. I'm like, why can't I get scissors that work well? Like, no, where's my dang parade? No, I want recognition. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I didn't even get a card. Happy Left Handers Day. <laughs> Glad you're still alive. Left Handers die ten percent faster than most. Yeah. Because the world won't make us stuff that works for us. I mean, that's true. That is the reason uh-huh. the world is made for right-handed Even people. <laughs> the simplest thing of coffee mugs. Coffee what? mugs are made for holding in the opposite hand. You get to see. See, yours, yours what is are you fine. What talking about? Yours is fine. <laughs> but there All are mugs. This is how mugs are. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the stuff that's on the mug. Oh, they print <laughs> only on the one handle, side. The handle is perfectly straight. What are you talking about? It only works for right hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, you mean that the left-handed uh, left-handers all the all the cool design is uh-huh. on the opposite side. Right. That you would, right. you were holding it with the right There's hand. There's been cool some mugs with out. like stuff inside, so like when you sip. You get to see this oh, little, little phrase yeah. or picture, but not me. <laughs> That's where I'm drinking out of. Oh, gosh, that was funny. Oh. Uh, yeah, our son, our middle child, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is clearly left-handed. And I tried so hard to force <laughs> the other way. Uh, it started with just like throwing um, laundry into like their little basketball laundry hamper. And he kept throwing it with his left hand. I'm like, no, 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 try it with your right. Try it with your right. Right's going to be easier, I promise. <laughs> and he kept missing. He's like, oh, I feel better this way. Like, Dang it. <laughs> yeah, Trisha, we got there. Yeah. We got there. Yeah. We, 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 it's all right. We understand mm-hmm. the mug thing. <laughs> it's about the design, not about the, the usefulness. <laughs> you can show... The cool design to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I have this coffee mug that says, hello, gorgeous. And it's supposed to be to the person drinking the coffee. But I'm and now you're flirting with everybody. To everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm encountering more and more left-handed people, though. And I'm wondering if, like, there's an increase of um, left-handers because, you know, they used to, in school, not allow you to be left-handed you know they would like force you force you to learn how to write to learn to write 
right-handed. And uh, that's because like, the desks are all made that way. There are just several. I mean, we've got a son. It's left-handed. Maybe daughter. We'll see. No, not gonna happen. She's. It's too early to tell. No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't allow my daughter <laughs> to be compromised. <clears throat> um, but even like the simple mouse. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you gotta buy a left-handed mouse. Yeah, I don't and have a left-handed weird, mouse. I just learned setup. how to use a right-handed use a right-handed mouse. mouse. My scissors when it's I cut with really scissors, weird to set up with the left. I cut mouse. with them in my right hand, but I move the paper instead of moving the scissors. I move the paper That's to cut weird. because I'm left-handed. That's weird. I'm just saying. The only thing I've learned to do left-handed <laughs> is eat. I can eat well left-handed. I yeah, can use utensils. Tell them well. why. Because. <laughs> Somehow, Daedra and I always end up mm-hmm. my right arm to her left arm, mm-hmm. bumping elbows. And so I just learned to eat left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> and I can do it well. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where every time we're eating with my parent, with my mom now, my mom asks, are you left-handed? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Why would you think that? That's a silly thing to think. When uh, the uh, UPS guy has me sign for something at work, he, like, automatically... Goes for my right hand, Hands and I'm right like, yeah. no. And I'm sorry. That's just the way the world is. <laughs> the world is run by right Shaking handers. hands. I mean, that. come on, people. No, we're not left-handed we shaking. We need to accommodate Gross. Gross. left-handed people. I won't even people. give you a left-handed high five. That's disgusting. <laughs> Checks. Oh, check marks. So, Oh, you I guys, hate your check marks. You guys get to do the, whoo, you know, the fun check mark. But I can't do that this way. So yeah. I do my check marks backwards. Yeah, I hate it. Absolutely hate your check marks. Every time I look at like a little list that you've made with check marks, I'm just like, this is gross. <laughs> and honestly, I didn't even know I did check marks backwards until yeah. like my adulthood. <laughs> uh, all right. I got two things. One is just a quick gripe. Ads are out of hand on websites. Mm. I was reading an article on comicbook.com. I had two video ads playing at the same time with volume. (laughs) One covering the top 40% of my phone, the other covering the bottom 40% of my phone. I had a little inch that I could scroll and read (laughs) during these very long two-minute ads. Uh, It's... I just, I, why? How is that helping? How can playing two video ads at the same time be what either of those advertisers want? I don't get it. But that's not my main concern today. My main concern is rodeos. What? <laughs> so we went, we went, our, our, our county fair is here this mm-hmm. weekend, and mm-hmm. we went uh, this past Friday night to, um, to the rodeo that they had there. They had had a rodeo. (laughs) They had a rodeo. It happened two days. We went to the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, After a long time of figuring out where the heck the thing was, we finally got there. (laughs) And it was like, they must have been having, I hope, let's put it this way, I hope they were having an off night. So otherwise, this is a terrible rodeo. (laughs) Rodeos, for those of you who haven't attended one before, is usually um, a set of several different competitive events. Mm-hmm. Um, bucking Broncos, where you've got uh, people riding, guys riding on horses, trying to stay on a bucking horse mm-hmm. uh, the longest. You have uh, 
calf roping mm-hmm. where they let the calf out and then you chase it and you try and rope it. Mm-hmm. They've got calf roping and like tie up where you rope it and then you have to like wrestle it to the ground and tie its back legs together. Um, back in the front too. Or yeah. Or the back whatever. The they got tied up the legs. You've got uh, barrel racing. They race around three barrels as fast as they can on a horse. And then you've mm-hmm. got, like, the um, bull riding. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the classic thing most people recognize from rodeos. Mm-hmm. Where you're trying to stay on the bull the longest. Okay. And teams roping. And teams roping, which is similar. You have to, one of you ra- uh, ropes the head of the, the cow, the other one, ra- or the cattle, whatever mm-hmm. they are. Tiny calf. There we go. And the other one tries to get the back legs. <clears throat> 75% of this rodeo was people missing the calf with the rope, and you only get the one cho- chance, or falling off the horse or the bull within a, the first second of being released from the gate. <laughs> it was just constantly, I heard the phrase, and that'll be a no score, 75% of the night. <laughs> like, it was the most underwhelming hmm. It felt like these were all people brand new to rodeo whatsoever. My dad wondered if it was a junior rodeo. There were a couple young, but there were a couple that were older. So I don't think it was a junior rodeo, and it wasn't definitely advertised as a junior rodeo. But the other thing was I have a gripe with just rodeos in general. That really became (laughs) uh, apparent here. Okay. It's the calf roping. Because the way the calf roping works Uh is... The calf is let out, mm-hmm. and then a second later, the person on the horse is let out, mm-hmm. and it's all about timing. You see who can you know rope that the the calf faster, mm-hmm. and so it's like calf out, horse out, rope done. It is a three second experience, and then we wait three minutes for the next one to <laughs> to load up. I think for all the calf roping things. There should be at least a five-second delay. You let the calf out, give five seconds. Horn blows. That's when the time starts. Guy guy on the horse gets to go out and chase the freaking calf down. <laughs> it would be more Like you would if you were on the prairie <laughs> and rope it. They didn't even... I mean, you have the whole rodeo arena, right? Uh-huh. None of them got past the first quarter of the arena right. because she's like calf, horse, rope, boom, done. <laughs> Most of them missed it anyway. It was so boring. So boring. And I got to give it to the clown host guy down there. Yeah. Because he had to. Keep Mm -hmm. up his energy the whole time Mm -hmm. and get this crowd trying to go. And he did by the end. Once we got to like the bull riding, once we got to the barrel racing, because that lasts a while Mm -hmm. and there's no, well, you missed it. You know, you did did good. By the time we got to that end, people were kind of getting into it again. But that guy had to go through at least an hour and 20 minutes of the (laughs) deadest crowd on the planet because it was the most boring rodeo. We watched. I watched so many people just get up and leave. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, this is the only reason we're here, so I guess we're not going anywhere. But I mean, oh gosh, uh, rodeos could be so much better if they didn't focus so much on like you got to get this done immediately. Make it the coolest looking roper, you know? <laughs> like I want to see the coolest run. Let's give it a let's do let's do like uh, they do with figure skating. Give it a one to ten. You know, have a judge panel. Like that was a cool roping job, pal. You get a ten. 
Ten, I don't understand tens. the scoring because it was something he kept saying like half goes to the bull, half goes to the rider with a score of this. So it's like they judge the bull and the rider mm. and combine the score. I don't know if don't they do that, that for the calf, the calf roping. I don't know. I don't know what it means. The bull riding, gosh, the bull riding is like the, the, the finale. It's like the big, the big main event. Right. And these poor guys, just like three, <laughs> three of them, the three of the first four just immediately slipped off onto the ground. Yeah. And like, didn't get to ride for anything. Like, you oh, try riding a bull. They didn't even buck or anything. It's just like, all right, we're out. Oh, no. I fell. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guys, forgot to put my feet in the stirrups or something. I don't know what happened. Hmm. <sighs> it's like they weren't holding on. It's like they weren't paying attention. It's like, no, we're going now. A what? And then we're down on the ground. <laughs> Dang it. One guy almost got trampled on, though. That, yeah. guy, that was scary. That was a scary moment. One guy did go to the hospital after the Bunking Broncos at the beginning. Did you see the ambulance came? I saw the ambulance came. That's some scary stuff. So I'm not going to. It was. Yeah. I'm not going to downplay it. Mm-hmm. It's some dangerous stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Just be better at it. That's all I'm saying. All I could think <laughs> of was after a while, the boys wanted to go up where you can, you know, be right close, on the edge, right of, on it, yeah. the edge of the arena. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was. The videos you see of the bulls getting up over that. Yeah. <laughs> Leaping into the crowd. And it's all the kids. Like, all the kids are right there. The grown-ups are up in the stands. We're going to be fine. But it's all the kids. <laughs> they were fine, though. <sighs> yeah. Uh, one guy did get, like, thrown up against that wall, though, when he fell off the bull. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. He seemed to be fine. I he feel like he would around, have but... held on. Yeah, but he got to the wall. He got and to I the, think wall, the wall. The horse just like whoop, blink. <laughs> yeah. So there were a couple of fun moments. <laughs> People getting injured, oh. uh, but just yeah, rodeos be better. We're living in a time of WrestleManias. We need something better. Oh. <clears throat> right. My my coworker, time. her sons do rodeos and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like she'd be mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. Uh, Let's take one more break. When we get back, we're diving into the current era of Star Trek. Stick around. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie 24-7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio before they're available anywhere else. Join us at ltnonair.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app. Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. If you are familiar with the This Week in Nerd History shorts that we play on our show and on LTN Radio, you might not know that every Monday on LoveThyNerd.com, we also have a companion article with even more nerdy facts about each item in the history list. Check it out and learn something new about some of your favorite fandoms. 
This week we are talking all about the world of Star Trek. Now we've covered everything from Star Trek's past, mm -hmm. but today we're looking at the current era of Trek streaming shows. Now all of these shows have been exclusive to Paramount Plus, including the first show on our list, which was the launch title for the streaming service, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Mm -hmm. Again, continuing with that idea of every time Paramount is launching something new, they want Star Trek to be the flagship show, mm -hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the series for Discovery that follows the crew of the Starship Discovery beginning a decade before Star Trek, the original series in the 23rd century. At the end of the second season, they travel to the 32nd century, which is the setting for the rest of the show. It focuses on Michael Burnham, a human raised by Vulcans and the adopted sister of Spock, who begins as a prisoner of Starfleet, then a science specialist on Discovery who eventually becomes captain. It's not a typical story or a typical Trek show, mm -hmm. uh, and this has caused a lot of fan backlash. Uh, some of the issues with how much more some of the issues are how much more advanced the Discovery ship was. Mm -hmm. compared to what they were supposed to be at the time, mm -hmm. uh, despite it being before the original series. Then the strange time jump and the over-reliance on the mirror universe. They have whole several episode arcs in the mirror universe. Mm -hmm. And just the overall, overall darker tone of the show has been criticized. Uh, have you watched any of it? Um, yes. I don't think I even watched the beginning. I think you just like had me watch an episode that you really liked. And it's quite possible. Cause I remember there was some weird creature that they were like, was locked away and they were feeding and the tardigrade. Know. Okay. The yeah. Big, see, big, I, big tardigrade bear. I had no idea what that was. So I, Maybe. Wasn't the Maybe first I, episode, I don't remember but, what episode um, that would have been though. I'm not a fan of, of yucky gory, scary. There's a lot more of that stuff. in, in and Discovery. So yeah. Matt was like, nah, you you don't want to watch it. That's right. I remember <laughs> saying that now. Yeah, it's yeah. it was it was darker, heavy, darker tone. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember the initial um initial criticisms were about that it was gonna have foul language in it as well. Oh. And people are just like, that's that's not that's really not the Star Trek mm -hmm. that we want. We don't want the F word and the S word. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they ever got there. I don't recall that actually happening. Mm. I think if that was the plan, they backed away from it. But it was darker. Um, it did not focus on like individualized episodes. It was more storylines and that was stories. all it was focused on kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. um, when there was something that disrupted the main story, it was usually a several episode arc kind of thing. And I think mm -hmm. that happened with the mirror universe. They accidentally ended up in the mirror universe in the middle of whatever they were else, else they were doing. So they had like three or four episodes where they had to figure that out and get back. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's kind of been the problem is that it, it just didn't feel like Star Trek. Yeah. It felt like fan fiction made for you know star trek has largely been like a family friendly show and it was like this is the adult fan fiction kind of thing mm, mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was like okay the, like they were trying to go all batman dark or yeah something. like batman, batman dark <laughs> it was okay not my favorite but i was still excited that there was new trek you know yeah. new star trek yeah um how many years had it been between <clears throat> Several, like two decades, yeah, almost a uh, decade and a half. So, yeah. 
because it was 2007, I think, when Voyager ended. 2004? I don't remember. Me neither. But anyway, it's been a while. <laughs> been a long time. And so I was excited for that. It uh, the, ship's, the ship had a spore drive system, which was the weird technology that made it super futuristic and allowed it to travel across vast distances in an instant. Uh, like the whole ship, it would just go flip and and it's gone, and then it appears somewhere else, mm. and that was weird. Um, <laughs> the is uh, it was powered by that giant tardigrade like creature named Ripper, who forms a symbiotic bond with engineer Paul Stamets. Uh, yeah, it was strange. Weird. Was strange. Weird. <laughs> it was all strange, and then the second season was strange. With the weird, there was like this weird red angel that they were chasing through the galaxy and time and all this. And then mm -hmm. they ended up in the future. And in the future, like this is past everything that's happened. Like it was the furthest in the future we've seen in Star Trek. Mm. And there was something called the burn where like the, the source of fuel that they used throughout the entire galaxy exploded everywhere and it was all gone. And so oh. they now didn't have, I don't remember what it was, dilithium or whatever it is. Whatever they use, uh -huh. it was all gone. And so they had to figure out. Uh, and I think, and I think uh, Earth was being blamed for that. And so they had to, like, prove it wasn't our fault. And I don't remember. I, it lost me. It lost me. <laughs> I love the future, the time travel stuff. And they just didn't do it great for yeah. my taste. I didn't like it. Yeah. <sighs> so anyway... Let's move on to the next show, which was Star Trek Picard. Now, I remember when they announced this, mm -hmm. I stopped my world, <laughs> sent you the video, said, watch this right the heck now. <laughs> Super excited to see yeah. Jean-Luc Picard back. So this right. series focused on retired Starfleet Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. It began at the end of the 24th century, 20 years after the character's last appearance in Star Trek Nemesis. It mm -hmm. brings together a mostly new crew, as well as bringing in Seven of Nine to mm -hmm. reprise her role from Voyager. Mm -hmm. Each of the three seasons is much more like three separate miniseries. So again, this isn't individualized yeah. episodes. They're telling a story. They're short seasons. They're only 10 episodes, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, the last one, welcome back nearly the entire Next Generation crew for one last mission. Uh, it has had wavering reviews depending on the season, with the second season kind of being the least popular, the third season being the best, even mm -hmm. if it was mostly nostalgia-driven. Uh, now... I don't think I've seen the third season. You haven't seen the third season. We need to sit down and watch it. Yeah, we do. Um, I might have only seen the first. Have you seen Q's Return? I don't think so. And you might have only seen the first season. Mm -hmm. We just need to. We just need, need to, to get you know. Paramount Plus for a couple of months and watch <laughs> all this stuff. This is all out there. Now. But that first season, I thought was good. It was different. Yeah. It was a little on the darker side, mm -hmm. but it was more like the movie kind of darkness that they had in First Contact and and uh, Nemesis. It wasn't the the same kind of heaviness that Discovery has. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was fun. We got a little bit of the nostalgia going on there. We saw Data again. Uh, one of the key points was Data was trying to die, mm -hmm. like really die. Right. Because like he had died. But his computer consciousness was still existing, mm -hmm. and he wanted to he be wanted gone. To, yeah. And that was an interesting thing. And mm -hmm. then, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but we're getting into it. <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard also dies. 
Right. And then he becomes an android. Yeah. <laughs> like that's they rebuild his weird. body. And so he's, yeah. he looks the same in the next two seasons, but he basically can't die at this point. <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> really weird. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to spoil season three at all. Season two is weird. It, Q came back and he's kind of losing his powers. That's one of the main mm. cruxes of it. Um, but he's also still continuing the thing that he's been doing with <laughs> Jean-Luc Picard the whole time. So it's kind of fun in that way. It just, it was, it felt messy. It felt, it felt sloppy. Let's mm. put it together. The story felt sloppy. Mm. But season three was so much fun. Oh gosh. I was worried it was going to be, you know, like every episode you get one of the crew member joining you for a leg of this journey. But no, it was they brought them all together and just had an awesome adventure. So I'm not going to spoil what it is, but it's so good. And I think it ends the storyline of the next generation perfectly or as near perfect as anyone could expect. Okay. So if you have avoided <laughs> Picard or you just didn't go to season three because you thought season two sucked, go watch season three. If you're a fan of Next Generation, so good. Uh, fun fact, that's not really about the show, uh, but Picard is one of the few Star Trek characters to have a Pokemon named after him. Oh. There's a Pokemon card, uh, Picardian. <laughs> which evolves, which is a psychic type that uh, resembles a starfish. It evolves from uh, Patrican and into Stuart, Stuarian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, in the second season of Discovery, we got to meet an early version of Spock, number one, and mm-hmm. Captain Christopher Pike as part of their storyline. Uh, before Discovery, time jumped into the future. They were such popular guest stars that it greenlit Strange New Worlds, which just wrapped up its second season. Now, Strange New Worlds has done a lot to repair some of the complaints from the new series. Is mm-hmm. uh, It has much a much less darker tone. It does have a couple episodes where it gets darker and heavier, mm-hmm. but overall, it has a much more classic Star Trek feel to it. Mm-hmm. It's funnier. Uh, it feels more like classic Trek shows of the past. We see several early versions of uh, Kirk's Enterprise crew, uh, and even an early version of Kirk, who's not actually a part of the Enterprise, Enterprise, but his brother is, and so he visits occasionally. Uh, <laughs> Got to figure out a way to get Kirk in there. And, I mean, and he's on. not, yeah, and he's not far away from <laughs> taking command of the Enterprise. You know, that's how the series is going to end. You know, right. it's going to end with Kirk taking control because um, mm-hmm. we know the story of Pike. Uh, right. Right. We knew the story of Pike already, but they kind of retold it in Discovery to where Pike also knows what's going to happen to him. And so that's kind mm-hmm. of the thing going into this series is that Pike knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. Pike knows what's coming for him. And he's still trying to be the best, the best captain be. that he can be. <laughs> uh, I think this version of Christopher Pike is so good. Yeah. I love yeah. I love the whole cast of this. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at the the Spock's just everywhere. Actors, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Anson Mount is Christopher Pike. He's fantastic. Ethan Peck, I think better than Zachary Quinto's rip, uh, reprise. Mm. I think Ethan Peck is doing so good as Spock. Uh, we got Nurse Chapel. Uh, played by Jess Bush. Uh, she does a fantastic job. 
uh, as the, the head nurse mm-hmm. in the med bay. Um, Lan Noonien Singh, Christina Chong, playing the daughter of uh, Khan, but as the chief of security, and her trying to reckon with you know, who her father is as a fantastic story element. Mm. Uh, Celia Rose Gooding playing Nyota Uhura. She's great in the role. Really mm-hmm. good in the role. Uh, I think I think I was hesitant with her in the first season. But I think in the second season, at least what I, little I've seen, I haven't seen the whole of it. I've only seen a few of the episodes. But mm-hmm. I think she really comes into the character a lot more Yeah, in this one. And I think that was part of the story arc, too. It just feels like that's how they've been doing it. So we watched... Of Strange New World Season 2, we've only watched the two special episodes, which was the crossover with Lower Decks, which mm-hmm. was so funny, <laughs> and the musical episode that just yes. came out a couple of weeks ago. Yes. That was so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's been a lot of debate about that. It's, it was the penultimate episode of Season 2. It was the next to last episode. Where it was a musical episode explained by some weird musically inclined cloud of what's it in space. Who knows, whatever. (laughs) But quite a few Trekkies have complained saying, well, this isn't Star Trek. Hot dang it was. And it was glorious. (laughs) It is in my top three Strange New Worlds episodes for sure. Um, Yeah. Just a fan. Golly, the songs were so well done. The songs were really good. Yeah. There's... Musical episodes are hard to pull off, mm-hmm. and a lot of shows are not successful. Successful. Mm-hmm. Scrubs, fantastic job. Mm-hmm. The Flash, not so good. Uh, this one, probably the best one. Yeah. Beautifully sung, beautifully put together music. Loved really, it all. Really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, it is receiving great reviews and ratings, returning to the format that most of us know and love. Uh, the season also, again, like I said, featured a crossover time travel episode with Lower Decks, which was also done amazingly well. Mm-hmm. Lower Decks is set um, shortly after Voyager? I don't know. It's, it's, don't it's know. not far past the end of right. the standard Voyager and Star Trek Nemesis kind of timeline. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Nemesis Voyager had already gotten back and Catherine had been granted admiralship. So I think it's about that time, right after okay. Nemesis. Okay. But anyway, it's it's so it's set far enough that most of Star Trek's past mm-hmm. can be used as joke fodder for the show. Mm-hmm. Um which we will jump into here in a second. Um Yes. Okay, I guess that's what we're jumping into right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> so what Star we're Trek, talking about. Star Trek, I didn't realize that was my transition <laughs> into it already. Star Trek Lower Decks uh, is an animated adult series that follows the low-ranking support crew mm-hmm. of the starship Cerritos, rhymes with Fritos, or Doritos, uh, <laughs> in the 24th century. <laughs> so this this is not a seri- serious Trek show. Uh, instead, mm-hmm. it plays with things that people don't think about. Or have thought about, but are never addressed, like bathrooms and right. Yeah. <laughs> what happens to all the blood and guts in the holodeck whenever you take off the uh, the safety measures? You know, <laughs> who cleans that? Does it clean itself? <laughs> like this kind of stuff is uh, 
is addressed. It's the crew that's in the background that has to do all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, This show also takes similar stories from real shows, from the real shows, uh, and takes them kind of to ridiculous lengths. Um, It's more like a love letter to the fandom than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It's not supposed to take itself seriously as a part of Star Trek lore. Right. Aside from the one episode of Strange New Worlds, where it's just really cool to see how they interacted with that crew going back in time by accident mm-hmm. and having to figure out how to get to the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's what's what I really like about that that episode is how they're talking about all this stuff that hasn't happened yet and trying not to. <laughs> but they do it but anyway. It's all, but it's all real things that happen in the future of Star Trek. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. you know, it really does feel like, it's like, oh, you can't say that yet. <laughs> kind of thing. It's so good. It was so well done. Um. <laughs> and it was like, you know, you know, they're fans of all the people that they're, got jumped back in time with Mm -hmm. and so like you also see the you know meeting your hero kind of feeling to it and yeah and then there was the one one nod to the next generation that they did where boimler gets on a saddle that's in the room that he's standing in (laughs) and he says Riker as he (laughs) does the leg move that Riker always did to get in chairs like it's just as beautiful it was beautiful. <laughs> the show's set in the year 2380. Okay, so that's one year after the events of Star Trek Nemesis. Okay, I was right on. Okay. Last film to feature the cast of The Next Generation. Uh, it is also the first Star Trek series to take place in the 24th century since Star Trek Voyager ended in 2001. That was earlier than I thought. Wow. Wow. The show uh, is inspired by Star Trek The Next Generation episode Lower Decks, mm-hmm. uh, which focused on four junior officers of the USS Enterprise-D. Mm-hmm. I remember that episode because mm-hmm. you were seeing the big storyline happening in the background, but you couldn't piece it together. You're just seeing basic, you see glimpses of what's happening with the the bridge crew mm-hmm. throughout the episode. And then it's just them reacting like what's going on kind of yep. thing. Yep. That's good. <laughs> uh, another animated Star Trek series uh, right now is happening and it's called uh, Star Trek Prodigy. And this is aimed at children. Okay. It follows a group of young aliens in the 24th century who find the abandoned starship Protostar, which has an emergency command hologram, which is Captain Janeway. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, voiced by... by Mulgy? Mul- Catherine Mulgrew or whatever her name is. Yeah. I've already closed her cast thing, so I can't remember now. <laughs> But yes, voiced by the same character. Wow. I don't think we have much to say about this one. I know you haven't seen any of it. Mm-mm. I've only watched the first couple of episodes. It looked fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not enough for me to be gripped as an adult. Because yeah. it's not it's not the standard kind of crew. It's like four alien kids that are escaping a prisoner planet or whatever. And they find this ship. And so they're now arguing over who's the captain and all this and just you know it's it's a very kid forward right show right but it's um, like if you want your kids to love star trek maybe yeah this is a good it's a, yeah it would be a good start to get into it <laughs> uh it did get removed from paramount plus this was hyped mm. as a nickelodeon show got removed okay. from paramount plus 
Um, but word is that they're trying to find a new home for it and that it's going to keep going. Hmm. There is one more show that we want to mention that, like yesterday, isn't officially Star Trek, mm-hmm. but it is Star Trek in all the right ways. <laughs> and that is The Orville. Mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane's parody of Star Trek that actually has a ton of heart to it. And it really, mm-hmm. like it was it was airing at the same time as Discovery. And we were often in the mindset, this is much more Star Trek than Discovery is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 Star Trek with adult humor, essentially. It's mm-hmm. not really family friendly, mm-hmm. but it's not so adult that you're off put by it. It's they have a standard kind of Star Trek, you know, story of the week episode, mm-hmm. and they sneak in a joke here and there, an adult right. joke here and there. Right. <sighs> um. But I, I think it's had three seasons. I think it's all on Hulu. But it's so good. It is. It is good. It's well done. It has a lower decks feel to it because they do also address some of the weird things about yeah, Star Trek. The crew isn't as formal. Right. So, you know, it's. Yeah. But it, it really does have the Star Trek feel. And like I said, the heart, too. They, it, it's mm-hmm. not all one big joke. And mm-hmm. it's not Family Guy. You know, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. They, they, they really did want to make a show similar to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Just with some adult humor mixed in. Mm-hmm. And so you still get that same heart, the same feeling, the same connection with the cat, the, the crew um, following their storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes their storylines are a little bit more wacky, mm-hmm. but still you get invested. Yeah. It's a really good show. Yeah. Uh, so if you've never checked out the Orville because you thought it was just going to be making fun of Star Trek, go watch it. I think it's all on Hulu. Like I said, it's a fantastic show. Most Star Trek, Star Tran, Star Trek fans <laughs> will love it. Uh, and that's it. That is all the Star Trek we can cram into a week. Wow. Quite the journey. Mm-hmm. But I think it's clear Star Trek is our favorite science fiction series out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the writer's strike, having no end in sight, mm-hmm. you might need to fill your days with something new. There are over 700 hours of Star Trek out there. Tomorrow, here on YouTube and on LTN Radio and on our podcast feed, you can catch the Rise and Shine weekly episode, our recap of just our focus topic for the week, all in one episode. But for today, we are out of coffee, so we got to get going. But before we go, let's get our verse of the day. Today's verse is Psalm 139.4. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. Together. All together. (laughs) Wow. You know it all together. (laughs) And with that, our Thursday show is coming to a close. Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine Nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LT and Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to Channels and Roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.